Hello and welcome to the Mission City Podcast. We've got quite the cast with us today. Joining us is Central Campus Pastor Dave Cash, Northwest Campus Pastor Chuck Foster, Central Campus Students Girls Minister Morgan Staten, and Northwest Campus Students Girls Minister Olivia Roberts. Yes, I know quite the titles. We wanted to bring in Morgan and Olivia to share their perspective on student ministry. They're going to share how they came to Mission City, but they also have some great advice for other student ministers, as well as church members and parents about how we can support teenagers. I'm excited for you to hear this discussion, so let's go ahead and pass it along to Dave. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? As you're drinking your coffee. It is going outstanding now that I have a slurp of coffee going yeah, man. on. I have it on my chin. Nope, there's a slurp. No dribbling. It, right. it stayed off your shirt. Stayed you're off good? my shirt. Yeah, my wife good. will be proud. Well, hi, good to see you. Good to see you this morning once again. Well, man, it's good to be back again uh, after I had to kick Don out last week. That was kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, he's wearing your neck brace now. I think so. <laughs> he's he so. threw him down the steps, and now he's in a neck no, brace. No, Love all, you, Don. Hey, I hope you're all right, Don. We'll, we'll be praying for you. We have some guests today. We do. I'm super excited about our girls' minister. We have Olivia and Morgan. Olivia, of course, is at the Northwest Campus. And Morgan at the Central Campus. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Nice to be here. Y'all excited? Oh, yes. Always. You, you Always. probably couldn't sleep last night thinking <laughs> yes. about being it on It was here. like the night before Christmas. I just the sat up waiting. The, the night before podcast and well, all through the house. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of like we're... We can, no sleep was heavy. The sleep was not heavy. You know, you know what up we probably could do, Dave, is I think we could <laughs> almost like... Uh, we could, we could see how much money we could raise because we have so many people wanting to get on the podcast now. That's true. This could become a lucrative thing for us if we <laughs> would true. just... If, if we, you dial right now, you can <laughs> enter our drive. Yeah. We'll have a drawing. Yes. You could be a guest on Mission City Podcast. Yeah, there's kind of a desire to do that. But we're super excited about having our girls on. They do a, a tremendous job at Mission City working with our students. And so, yeah. first of all, tell us a little bit about how, how you got to Mission City and uh, a little bit about it probably drove you probably came I in the car right well, or via, via this morning, is yes. this a promotion for via uh no just how, how you arrived here how how it ended up uh you, you guys became employed gainfully through mission city morgan do you want to start sure um so i actually started going on three years ago um i had moved back to san antonio for school and a friend of mine who was in the college ministry go roadrunners right go roadrunners yes <laughs> Um, we were just in town visiting for orientation and he was like, Hey, we have Wednesday night. You should so come. And I'm like, I've never been to this church before. Why am I a college student going to show up to this Wednesday night? And, you know, at that point I had known that I was called to ministry, that girls were my thing. And so I, I I showed up on a Wednesday and I was like, what do you want me to do? Like, you want me to serve pizza? You want me to play volleyball? Like, what, what, tell me what you need and I'll do it. And so I got to meet the old student pastor, Cody, and um, just connect with a ton of girls. And it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, I came back the next week and Cody was like, hey, do you want to lead our, our girls study after service? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, no, no, it's just ask questions. I'm like, that sounds terrifying, but I'll do it. Sounds <laughs> great. Um, and so I, I just kept coming. And then from Wednesday nights, I came on a random Sunday and um, one thing led to another. And I just haven't stopped coming uh, about a month after showing up. That Wednesday, um, Cody was like, hey, we have an internship. Do you want to be our intern? And I was like, that sounds terrifying again, but I'm in college. I have nothing else better to do with my time. Let's do it. So I, I did the internship and just kind of 
started to work with Cody and then COVID hit and COVID was mm. chaos for our student ministry. Everything Absolutely. went online for everybody. Yeah. Um, and then in the midst of COVID, Cody was like, hey, you know what? Why don't you start something for our girls specifically? So I got to be creative and kind of um, challenge myself to do things for the girls kind of personally. And um, they, they've just they've grown tremendously in just their own group of people. Mm -hmm. um, and so that continued as I went to college um, up until May when I graduated. And so um, from an intern to an associate and now full-time girls minister. And so uh, there's been a lot of change and a lot of roles as I've been here for three years. And it, it seems like a long time, but it, it looks really short looking back. But it's been a great growth season of seeing everything and being a part of it. And so it's exciting working with JT and getting to see how, you know, what I do and what he does meshes really well with our students at the central campus and, you know, their needs and um, what our kids are like compared to, you know, Northwest and all of that. So it's been really, really cool to, to just be a part of um, for me and, and my season of life with college and everything changing. So it was good. Awesome. Cool deal. It's yeah. awesome. Well, you're doing a great job, and our girls love you. And because uh, I have a daughter in the student ministry, yes. and so I see how important that relationship is between uh, us having. I, I love the fact we have a girls uh, minister. Um, always did that whenever I was pastor and try to have a somebody that w with the girls because of what they deal with and different things and having somebody they could talk to. So um, I'm always uh, very grateful that you're here. So Livia, share with us, how did your road lead you to Mission City? So mine's a little bit different. I kind of put myself in the category of young old people. I'm not like young just starting out, but I'm not necessarily like ancient yet. And so I have been in ministry since I was 20 and I'm 28 now. And yeah, that's I, old. Yeah, that's ancient. Old. Hey, to a middle school girl who's 11, Where's your that's walker? an ancient artifact. <laughs> and so when I came to Mission City, I'd already been doing ministry for a while, but I have felt God calling me to a big move twice in my life. Once was moving from Tennessee to Texas. Originally, I knew that God had called me here. I didn't quite know what that opportunity looked that's like. That's an easy call going from another state to Texas. That's <laughs> Just casually. Just like, I'd agree. That's By like, yourself. Like, I'm pretty sure it's God. Uh, yes. I think it's Texas. At that but point, anyway, you're anyway. kind of like, well, I hope it is because I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> but I had been told my whole life that we should fear missing out on what God has for us more than we should fear the unknown. And so yeah. I moved and God was so faithful and used me in a big way at a different place. But then I felt that call about a year ago, almost a year ago, exactly in October. And I felt God calling me back to student ministry, which is the thing that I love most about ministry is just being with students. And I felt God tell me, before, which is, it, it's going to sound like I was overly confident, <laughs> but I felt God tell me before I ever interviewed at Mission City that this was where I was supposed to be. Like I was supposed to be in student ministry at Mission City. And I can't remember who it was, but I told somebody, yeah, I'm going to work at Mission City. And they said, oh, did you get the job? And I said, no, I haven't interviewed yet. <laughs> but God told me I was going there. And so I've... Even though you showed listen. up at the wrong campus the first time. I did. I did. <laughs> I didn't know there were two. And the Northwest one is not on Northwest Military yes. Highway, in case anybody's wondering. Yes. That could be confusing. That's a little confusing. And so after showing up at the wrong campus and having to make a solid comeback when you told me that I needed to go to the other campus... <laughs> 
I met the staff and I fell in love with the culture here of engaging people where they are with the gospel, not waiting for them to come to you, Mm -hmm. going where they are and leading them into lives of transformation. It's not just evangelism, which is so widely important, but it's also discipleship. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are some of the favorite things you guys get to do and be a part of uh, in your ministry? For me, it's just doing life with the girls. I mean, I've gone to like three volleyball games in just the last two days and, uh, you know, game practices. Um, I've had way too many birthdays in the month of September that I can count. Um, but and just my daughter's birthday was in yes, September. Yes, it was. One of, one of them. Um, Happy birthday, Hannah. <laughs> she's sweet. But just getting to do life with them, you know, getting to see them grow. Like when I started, um, our upperclassmen were eighth graders, and, like, I got to see them go from not knowing how to lead to leading the ministry, like, in front of my own eyes, um, getting to be the one that they come to when things are hard and when things don't make sense and they need that accountability in their life. Um, it's just, it's so cool to, to be a, a vessel in their life to, to point them to God when, when society doesn't do that on the outside, you know, mm. like it's so easy for them to it's go to word. their friends and to go to, um, you know, social media and all of those things. But, um, here at this campus, there's a really good connection between the girls and me to, um, have that, you know, authenticity and vulnerability. And so my favorite part is just getting to hear them and then point them to God and be like, well, like I get it, but Th- th- this is the better route. This is, you know, what it should be. And so um, I could do that all day, every day. Like, just what, one heartbreak after another, one yeah. bad decision, one regret. Like, I could do it all day and never get tired of those of those uh, conversations. So, Yeah, about you, Logan? My favorite part is I think that as you go into ministry, and especially as ministry grows beyond your capacity to lead, it gives God an opportunity to step in and do something way bigger than you ever thought that you were capable of. Mm -hmm. So when you have a ministry of 10 to 15, it's easy for you to individually lead every person and Mm -hmm. have an interpersonal relationship with everyone. But then when your ministry explodes and it gets bigger, you have to learn to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. It's what we're called to do. And so my favorite part of doing girls' ministry is not only ministering to the students, but also getting to minister to our volunteers who are investing in our students. I've started a Bible study with Haley, Chuck's daughter, your daughter. We, yep. we meet every Tuesday morning, That's and awesome. we go through the Bible together. Um, I lead a life group with, or a Bible study with um, a couple of the college girls, Dalton and Issa, who serve, and they just want to know more about the Lord. Mm-hmm. And by investing in them, it becomes them investing in the eighth grade girls, the 10th grade girls, so that they have somebody who knows their name, knows their story, loves the Lord and wants to invest in them. And then on the flip side of things, that doesn't only happen with the adults or the college students you're ministering to. It also happens with the students. Since we started um, working together, Theo and I, Theo and I launched the core team, which is our student team that is led and comprised of all middle school and high school students. And we give them jobs every week and hold them to a higher standard and do leadership training with them once a month so that it's not just us trying to Mm -hmm. go into schools and reach their friends, but it's the students who are on campus trying to reach their friends for the gospel, trying to grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord and learning from the age of 11, 12, 16, 18, 
how to go ahead and do ministry. It's not something that you start doing when you're older. It's something mm-hmm. that you're called to right now. I think some of the things that I think Dave could probably uh, amen me on this. But we, I, I talk to people at the school all the time. And one of the things that they mentioned, I, you know, I talked to uh, Beto Hinojosa, who is at Champion High School, and I've talked to other principals around and people around there said, man, your, your, your people are at our schools. Uh, Theo and Olivia are at our schools, and they just love it because, mm-hmm. one, you're ministering to them, and you're doing it in a way that's, you know, open at middle, at the course at the school. You can't openly share the gospel, but your presence there, I think that, that provides both, a, it ser- provides a service to our schools, but it also helps you engage our schools so well. It's kind well, of it cool to see. students know, too. Um, and both of y'all hit on this, it lets students know, too, that when your world comes crashing down... Who do you go to? You know, where are you going to go? Mm-hmm. And we want them here. You know, that's one of the things we talked about with Justin last week um, or a couple weeks ago in our podcast was what was important is the branding. You know, we talk about branding and shirts and signs. We, we the, the thing about that is not growing our kingdom. It's we want people to identify, hey, these people know something about the Lord. And so when our world comes crashing down, and so how important is that for you guys... Um, I'll ask you first, Olivia, because you and you and Theo, I know, just like JT and Morgan are in schools all the time. Morgan mentioned she went to some volleyball games. I've seen Theo at football games. Um, JT and I sat together at my son's football game last Thursday night. Um, so how important is that for you in your role in student ministry? Do you see, is that something, if, you know, if other student ministers are watching this podcast, how would you tell them? how vital that is to student ministry being in the schools. So I constantly just hear the words of a guy that I used to work for named Brian Mills ringing through my head, and he would constantly tell us, Get amongst them. What are you doing in the office? You can't minister to a student here. They're not here. You got to go be where they are. Furniture was threatened to be taken out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he said. Oh, if you don't, if you're going to sit at this desk, you don't need this desk. (laughs) But um, I think that it's so important too because we talk about loving students where they are. And if you want to love them where they are, you have to literally go where they're at and show them, hey, I don't just care about you when you walk through the doors of our student ministry. I'm so glad that you do. But even if you decide to never walk through these doors again, I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to encourage you. Mm. I'm still going to be with you. Mm. And you can build a surface level relationship with a student at student ministry, but you go so much deeper when, like yesterday, I picked up a high school girl named Lorlin from Champion, picked her up in the car rider line, and then we went to Chick-fil-A, and we had so much more deep, meaningful conversation in that one hour than we have in the last four weeks at student ministry because then you can focus on what's going on in their life and show them that you're there for them right. no matter where they are. Right. Yeah, and I, yeah. You know, and, and I know that um, I'm sure you guys have done stuff like this, but I know Morgan and JT, one of the things they did was across the street from Churchill High School. They mm-hmm. had actual students. Some, Most of them didn't even go to Churchill, engaging students as they walked in with, you yeah, guys had popsicles and oh, stuff. Yeah. So I'm yeah. out I'm out at Man Church, and a, and a student walks up, and I go, hey, can I help you with something? And he's like, yeah, somebody gave me a popsicle in this card. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. They walk to the church, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, well, they're in that building. He's like, he looks at the building and he's like, yeah, I'll just wait here. And I go, well, let me go get the building and bring it to you. So I went and got <laughs> JT and yeah. I brought him over. And there's been the same thing with, with I've came and got Morgan when, and when there's been girls at visit. So talk a little bit about how you involve the students that mm-hmm. come here at the school to engage people here. 
Yeah, so for us at our campus, um, the, the kids who are at our church aren't necessarily the ones who are in the neighboring schools. Uh, a lot of our schools are Catholic background and the ones who, you know, have a faith but don't go to church. And so when we invite them to church, they're they're against it. They're like, no, like we have a faith. We don't need to go to a building, you know. And so going to those sports things for me is, is taking the church to them, right, going into their lives like Olivia said. And so, um, sorry, Dave, you something up there <laughs> um for it for me i i have a a core group of high school girls who i've i've trained to to kind of be the leaders within the ministry um and we are actually launching the girls bible study which is coming up in a couple weeks and what jt and i have found is in our community specifically for some reason which we still don't really understand is when you say hey we're having a bible study they're open to coming to a bible study because in the catholic faith Bible studies are normal. It's kind of what they do Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights. It's it's something that they relate to and that their mom will say yes to versus, hey, I want to go to this church that's non-denominational where they, you know, sing crazy songs. Like, that's a no, but this Bible study is a yes. And so our girls completely lead that. Um, I facilitate and, you know, go shopping and, you know, give them what they need to be successful, but they're the ones picking the books. They're the ones leading the middle school tables, um, you know, picking the games to interact with each other. Um, and they do a great job on midweeks. When new kids come up, I, I have solid three, and I'm like, hey, I need you to go and recruit this new girl to be a part of your group. I had a, a new kid on Sunday. Um, she was a seventh grader, and JT had brought her over. And I had uh, two seventh grade girls, and I was like, hey, can you can you go and, you know, be her friend? And next thing I know, there were five seventh graders, like, swarming her because they were like, we want her to be included. We want yeah. her to feel that love even though she's new and doesn't know anybody. And so she was. I mean, she was with them for the whole morning, and she came back, and now they're never not together. So just being the hands and feet to love them when they're here. What do you think is the biggest struggle with our girls that you're seeing in ministry that that you guys deal with on a regular basis and and how the church can kind of can come alongside you guys and and support y'all in your ministry? I think for me and, and our girls, it's a lot um, of kind of that, that fake it till you make it. Um, a lot of us um, at this campus, I think there's two sides of it. Like they've been at church for a really long time, and they know what it's like to put on the face and to do the actions. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to their relationship with Christ, they don't know what that looks like to grow and to, to kind of um, to deepen their walk and to do it with a heart that wants to know more about Christ. And so um, me kind of breaking down those walls and challenging them um, is what JT and I really focus on. Um, but the other side of that is just society is so anti-church and so um, so much against what we, what we believe, right? Like a lot of the kids are all about comfort. They want, you know, their plans to go forth. They want to be happy all the time when anything bad goes wrong. They think everything's over. I had a conversation with a girl last night, and somebody got asked to homecoming, and she was going to ask him to homecoming, and she went full meltdown. And I'm like, but this isn't this isn't the important things. Like yeah. this this your your purpose, your identity. That that is what's being attacked in in our girls a lot because everything that they do is is attacking their their person and who right. they say that they are versus them <coughs> being rooted in what they should be rooted in and so um, as the church you know I think it's just um, continuing to, to to show them like hey your identity isn't in what you do or who you are it's in Christ yeah. and, and you have to be rooted in that so that when these things happen 
you, you have a foundation that's stronger than what's around you and what's happening. Um, and so we're, we're really big on accountability and community and discipleship at the Central Campus, and that we've seen huge differences in the last just six months um, since everything's relaunched. But that, that would be my big just they're, they're just struggling with, with their selves and with knowing where their foundation is in mm. today's society and mm-hmm. today's culture. So, Yeah, the identity in crisis is, is yeah. I mean, that's even for adults. We put our yeah. identity sometimes in our jobs or in, yeah. in our hobbies or whatever that might be. Mm-hmm. And then when something happens, if my mm-hmm. identity is in, uh, well, let's just say an A&M football <laughs> guy. Um, you know, your identity's that. And that then, would not you know, be good this week. Appalachian no, State rolls into town. Where? Appalachian State. Where? Appalachian <laughs> State rolls into town. And then, you know, your identity is shook up. But if, you, if you're like, you know, <laughs> yes. yeah, shattered yes. and demolished. No, I'm kidding. Um, but if it's if it's your identity's in the sports things, and, and uh, I joke because, you know, my sport team lost Sunday as well. But anyway... If that was everything, my world falls apart all the time, if, mm-hmm. if that. And so the evil one constantly defines me by um, my sin, or he defines me by my hobby, but, but Jesus defines me by his work on the cross, and that's where my identity is. That's what Pastor Matt talked about last week, and yeah. Jeff talked yeah. about about the breastplate. What is our breastplate? Yeah. What's, what's in front of us mm-hmm. to protect our who we are, and so much we put our job, our, yeah. our identity, right. in, which is in so many different things in the world, excuse me, for me, it was baseball, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. when when that was taken away, it was like, uh, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure that that happens with girls when you say, oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, Olivia, talk a little bit about that. I mean, Morgan kind of hit on it, but how important is it that you're that you're letting them know that it's that they're not defined by what social media says or by what yeah. a boyfriend says or or whatever that is, and boyfriends. how you work toward those things. Oh, do the what? boyfriends, the boyfriends, the girls yeah. at our campus all know that I tell them my favorite hobby is when everyone breaks up because <laughs> we all need to be dating in the first place. So they'll come up to me and say, "I broke up with my boyfriend," and we go, "Yay!" <laughs> and we all cheer. Um, but I think that. Is that why the boys are throwing rocks at you whenever you're <laughs> <laughs> She's the They're date like, killer. We hate Olivia. <laughs> She's the date killer. <laughs> but I think that right now, everything keeps your attention for an average of seven to ten seconds, if I'm mm-hmm. guessing, because they're constantly scrolling on their phones. They're scrolling through Instagram, which is becoming a little bit less popular, but they see Instagram, which is just a highlight reel of your life. You're on Snapchat, and your snap lasts for, what, 7, 10 seconds? I don't really know, but doesn't last very long, and then it's gone forever. He's never had Snapchat. Yeah, I have no, no clue. I'm just not touching that. Okay. I've decided it's not for me. Um, but it lasts a few seconds, and it looks really fun, and then it's gone. Or you get on TikTok, and you see influencers with all of these products that you can never afford, all these clothes that you'll never be able to own, all these cameras and lighting, and you see the absolute best parts of their life, and you think, well, why am I not like that? Why is my life not looking like her life? We're even the same age, but I don't have it together like that. You don't see the messy, the uncomfortable. And I think that the biggest thing that Satan tries to tell you is you are your best temporary attributes. That's the best you'll ever be. And he tries to make you forget about the thing that's eternal, that lives inside of you, which is the most important. Because if he can distract you with the temporary, you're never going to look further than your own nose or what's in your hand with your phone. Mm -hmm. And so something that I think is so important is 
having volunteers in your ministry who are telling the girls that they are more important than they think they are. They're capable of so much more for the kingdom of God. Jesus thought you were so precious. He was willing to die an agonizing death so you could know his father. Yes. That's how precious you are. And I think that sometimes as a girl growing up, I I don't know if it was the same for you, Morgan, but we're told like we're meant to be gentle. We're meant to be kind. We're meant to be loving. We're meant to be ladies. But like there is also this call in the Bible of you are meant to be a warrior for Christ. Look at Deborah who marched out in front of the army that was afraid to go out because they knew that God was with her. And if she went with them, that God would be with them. Like that's the call to do big things, things that you're capable of that you don't even imagine, but it's not about you. It's about Jesus living inside of you to take up that call. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it has been awesome having you guys here. You were way better than JT and Theo by far. (laughs) Um, I mean, uh, we succeeded. We did what we set out to do. We'll have you back. We're not sure about them, but we will uh, probably have y'all back sometime. Yeah, I don't know. Um, We'll see. But anyway, uh, thank you guys so much for taking time to be here. Thank you for pouring into, like I like I said, speaking as a, as a dad. Thank you so much for pouring into uh, our girls and and what that means. Right, and I, I was so thankful for student ministers because I, you know, I I taught, you know, for a long time, and I, I know the impact that that student ministry has on kids, and I'm so thankful for you guys and what you do, in particular, especially for our girls who need good young women to look up to and to follow in Christ and they say you know what that's that's thank you so much for listening to the mission city podcast if you like this, then hit the like button down below and leave a comment about what was your favorite insight from today's session. If you hit this button, it'll take you to another one of our great sessions that you can listen to right now. And if you hit this button, then you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and be notified when the next session is released. Thank you again for watching.